0: Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we have a very exciting week. We have a very exciting team to talk about. We're talking about the Waco Warriors with Coach Ediker. But before we get on with that, I got some breaking news for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, after you know, over a year of uh, hard podcasting and over five hundred episodes, uh, we have nine thousand five hundred listeners as of this morning. Uh, we had our our second highest day, uh, two days ago, and our second and our third highest single day, uh, ever. Uh, we thank you for listening, but we want you to help us get to this, uh, uh 10,000 mark. So this week, if you see one of Brown Guy Radios or you listen to this podcast, uh, share it on your media, share it out there so we can get to that 10,000 we've been working so hard for, and uh, uh, we've got hundreds of people a day coming onto the site and listening to it. And it's, uh, it's really exciting for me and Scotty and Steve Pilchin and everybody over here at round guy radio. But we're, we're talking with coach Edeker about the Waco warriors who are, uh, uh, some polls have them at number two in the state. Uh, they are kind of edging up a little bit lately, but uh, uh, not in a lot of other schools in Southeast Iowa getting, getting uh, the praise or the, or the rankings anyway, the, I'm not so sure that the, uh the people in Des Moines even uh look into Southeast Iowa at all. But uh we, we got Coach Ediker today. Welcome back to the program, Coach.
1: Dave, thanks for having me.
0: Well uh let's go over a little bit about the season, maybe some of the stats. I know you had a uh played a couple of winless teams the last couple of weeks. We hadn't talked to you uh and you run up some big scores but you, you certainly have some uh some touchdown totals and some you gotta have some praise for your team. I mean they, they didn't let down and, and they played really well.
1: Oh, they have. And I'm I'm not, I mean, I, we've, we praise our team all the time. They are, they're playing really well. And, you know, we, we knew going into both games uh, that, you know, we were the better team and that we needed to play to our level and not play to theirs. And we did, we didn't, we, you know, HLV we jumped out real quick and, and scored early and, and got up big in the first quarter. EV was a little different. I mean, they, they played us tight. Uh, for the first quarter and a half they did a really nice job they they changed some things up on us which happens every week for us you know we see totally new stuff all the time which is fine our kids are getting used to it and by the middle of the second quarter our kids had adjusted and we had started making plays you know defensively they got a couple drives to start the game and then about oh I don't know first drive the second quarter from then on we pretty much shut them down we, we our kids figured out what was going on and and you know Drew does a nice job of leading that defense, and 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 got us in the right position, and got people where they needed to be, and people just started making plays. Uh, you know we we have a, a rotation in our D line. They did a really nice job of of staying low and 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 making plays, and you know it just was a a very workmanlike effort at EV. We 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 bought back, and you know second half we were able to score a couple couple quick ones, and and it got out of hand in terms of the score, but. It was, a, it was a hard-fought battle the first half.
0: Well, I, I watched uh, some of that on the Warriors' cast, and uh, I really thought EV was giving you everything they had. They were really playing hard. They were driving hard. They were hitting hard. They were doing everything they could. Uh, uh, but your team, your, your defense is really something special, isn't it?
1: It is. I mean, we, we get after it. Uh, you know, eight-man football, you see a lot of scores that are super high. We really – We really try to keep that down. You know, we have a team goal every week of giving up less than 28 points. And actually, that's probably a little high for our goal this year. We probably have a goal of probably 14 or 21. Uh, We really want to keep people out of the end zone. Um, You know, we tell our kids all the time, if they break a play, which is going to happen, it's eight, man. I mean, there's, there's open spaces. If they break a play, chase them down. Get them before they get in the end zone. If you can keep them out of the end zone, we got a shot to stop them still. Uh, you know it's high school football everybody makes mistakes you know you get inside the five you know you make mistakes you saw that in the Monday night football game with the Broncos and the Seahawks Denver was inside the five how many times and couldn't get in the end zone because it's tough to get in the end zone um, so we just really concentrate on on keeping stuff in front of us and making sure we don't give up the big play touchdown and, and make them earn each one and our defense has done a great job with it you know our linebackers Simeon and and Drew and Loudon, we rotate Odie in there some too. Those four do a really good job of keeping everybody balanced and in the right spot. And and our D line and D backs do their great job too.
0: Yeah, it's uh the shorter the field, the tougher the sled, and that's always been my uh, uh philosophy about uh, short yardage defense. You know, it's uh you know when you got eighty yards to cover, that's that's a lot of field to cover. When you got two yards to cover, that's not very much yard to to cover. You know. Yep. But uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, this Deers kid that you got. Scotty and well, I really feel like he's the key. Uh,
1: yeah, well, I was actually listening to, the, uh, to Scott's uh, podcast this morning when he, that you he guys put out about about your rankings and your linebackers. And I agree with you. Drew does a great job for us as a, a two-year starter. You know, we almost overcoached it. We, we looked at moving him to defensive end just like we did with Jonah. Uh, Jonah Clark two years ago was a linebacker for us in his senior year. We, we moved to the defensive end and said, you know, just go and, and, and cause havoc and he did a great job for us there. And we thought, boy, could we replicate that with Drew? And, you know, we weren't, we weren't 10 minutes into our, our camp down at Graceland. Uh, we went down to Graceland for a team camp in June and we were 10 minutes into the first session and we realized right now, it's like, no, nope, Drew staying at linebacker. Uh, he is, he, it doesn't matter how good a defensive end he is. He is, he is the deal at middle middle linebacker. Uh, he just loves the game so much. I mean, not only is he physical and fast and tackle uh, he just studies it. He knows everything. I mean, we, you know, we go through scouting reports on Monday and start through them on Tuesday and and he might be a little little messed up on Tuesday, but Wednesday and Thursday, he's getting people in the right direction. He knows the formation. He knows the plays they're going to run out of this formation. Uh, you know, it's he is a consummate professional in there. I mean, I'm not really a professional. Obviously, he's a high school kid. But, I mean, he really, really takes it serious and really wants to make sure he has everybody in the right position. Um you know, one of the things I think makes our defense so so good this year is we talk so well. Uh, you know, we get motion, we get kids talking and communicating. Who has who? Who you know? Who's going to be open? Who's got to be covered? Uh, who's eligible? Who's not? They just adjust really, really well, and so we're not out of position a lot of times. And you know, that in high school football, that's a big thing. If you can get a defense to be out of position, you know that that's a huge advantage to the offense. So you know, having four linebackers. That know what's going on and know where they need to be, and getting everybody else lined up in the right spot, it really does a a, a lot for us.
0: Well, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, uh, ranking show. Scott and I were were, you know, talking about was there an aspect of the game that we weren't covering, and we kind of thought that would be a nice little addition to the program. And uh, uh, it was a number one rated show yesterday, so uh, and, obviously. And I-
1: and I'll agree with both of you in the fact that the rankings are fun for the fans because the fans are always asking. me. But as coaches, you know, you're exactly right. The people voting in those polls have never seen Waco play a game. They have never seen Don Bosco play. Well, some of them might have seen Don Bosco. They're up in a, a more area. You know, so they're voting on. I agree with you 100%. Southeast Warren is definitely a rated team. They are a very good team this year and will will be very influential in the playoffs their team that you know they're one of those teams that we don't want to see again in the playoffs we've, we've seen them once this year that's enough uh, you know we, we were lucky enough to, to have a lot of success against them early they're just going to get better as the year goes on and we don't need to see them in the playoffs so um, you know rankings don't always mean a lot but you know it is fun to, to be where we're at and have people talk about us and have you guys call us and want us on the show because our kids are, are fun to talk about
0: well, Andy Krutzinger was talking he went to the, to the uh, showcase in uh, Martinsdale with, uh, we wouldn't go with us, but he was there with us. And, uh, uh, the next week he was surprised that Southeast Warren, uh, handled Audubon so well. He says, boy, I just thought Audubon was so much better the team. Scotty and I looked at each other, scratching our head. I don't think we said anything, but you're like, I didn't see that. Uh, I thought Audubon or I thought Southeast Warren was fantastic. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't watch the Winfield Autumn game. I stayed with the kids at the locker room. I I didn't want to see it. So, but, uh,
0: but yeah, I, I, yeah, I I we thought they were really good, and and uh, I think they're a team that's going to the state tournament. Myself, and they they have played very well uh, since then. But uh, let me talk to you about something uh, about the Deers kid and Scotty and I thought uh, maybe if you had a team that had a similar uh, offense to yours, which there's other teams that do. Iowa Valley being one of them, you know.
1: Uh, I, I, Iowa Valley. When I watch them, I see us completely. Now we that we we do it differently with different athletes and different things, but their formations, that the thing they run, the, the you know the the stuff that we do is all really really similar to each other. But I'm sorry,
0: I interrupted your question. Well, I was just saying, you know, but we kind of feel like maybe if the teams were were equal, and uh, the other you 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 gave gears to the other team, that team might win you know?
1: Boy, they, yeah, they would. Cause Drew's a really good player. I'm not willing to give Drew to anybody. Uh, yeah. you know, not only does Drew play a great middle linebacker for us, he, he moved from running back to guard on his own. Uh, you know, we asked him and said, would you be willing to do this? And he said, sure. And he jumped right in and does a great job at guard for us. Um, actually it's sort of a tie to Iowa Valley. It, it's sort of what the Sims kid did for Iowa Valley a couple of years ago. When they made that run into the playoffs, uh, you know, the Sims kid was, was a really good wrestler and a really good back for him as a junior. As a senior, he voluntarily moved to the line and it really put them over the top. You know, I think they beat New London at their place. Or, no, I was sorry to take that. New London beat them at their place. That was the year New London ended up winning it. But they were really good that year. Um, and you know it was it was a selfless act like that of of saying yes I'll play line because you know if you've ever been a back your whole life you don't want to play line because you you know you're a back and you know you like seeing your name in the paper you like seeing that and as lineman you just don't get that you know maybe a coach will talk to you, uh, talk like on a show like this. But I mean you're not getting that you're not getting statewide recognition. You're not getting, you know, the stats to to be put in there. So, you know, for him to do that and and he really leads our offensive line too. He calls all of our blocking assignments in terms of pass protection and, and where our double teams are going. I mean, just like on off defense, he knows where everybody's supposed to be. He's the same way on offense from the guard position.
0: Well, we just wanted to you know, Scotty and I really like to to uh Mentioned uh, maybe somebody's getting a little undercovered or a little underappreciated, and uh, not that he's not appreciated, but uh, we just kind of wanted to highlight how how important he's been to the team. But let's get to the let's get to the let's get to the to the mustard of the hot dog today, and that is this Iowa Valley game. Uh, I don't know if he's still there. They had a player that before last week was the statistical best player in uh, eight man football. I can't yeah. remember, remember his name. The quarterback uh, Kearney. He's yeah, well, really good. Well, well, <laughs> tell me about him and uh, tell me about some of these other Iowa Valley uh, players. We had their coach on, and uh, uh, they, they, they've they got a potent offense, that's for sure.
1: They sure do. They've put up over 60 points in three of their four games. Uh, you know, when you put up 74, 68, and 68, that's that's a, a lot of points. Um, you know, the Kearney kid leads it all. Uh, you know, he's their quarterback. He's their leading passer. He's their leading rusher. He actually catches the ball really well, too. They'll put him out at receiver and 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 let another kid throw the ball. I mean, you talk about mirroring things and, and seeing things that we've done. We have did this in the past when we had Nick Coble here a couple of years ago. You know, as a 6'8 kid, played quarterback for us, big arm, threw the ball really well, ran the offense well. But it's a matchup nightmare on the outside. So we would put him out there and, and just throw the ball up to him and let him go catch it. They do the same thing with this Kearney kid. Um, he, he catches the ball well. He throws the ball well. Um, you know, the difference between him and some of the teams we've played so far is we've played some good backs, but in three of the four games that we played, they didn't have the the home run hitter. They didn't have the kid that could really just make that big play and, and take it for a touchdown. Uh, in Kearney Kin. uh, he does a really good job of, of cutting back, finding open holes. Um, you know, I, I compared him with our coaches a lot to, uh, to Colton Horrock that we had here a couple of years ago, very shifty uh, you know, is not the fastest kid on their team, but has good speed and, uh, is very shifty, makes kids miss, uh, is tough to tackle is, is a big play waiting to happen every time he touches the ball. So, you know, we just got to stay disciplined. You know, we talk about, you know, our gap control and who's got this gap and who's got this and who's got cut back and all that. We just got to stay disciplined on it and make sure we, we stay home and do what we're supposed to.
0: Well, here he's a very intelligent quarterback that makes good reads and is deceptive and, uh, even in the handoff game, you know what I mean? He, he just kind of makes it look a little tricky. Uh, uh, He's, he's going to present some problems, isn't he?
1: He is. And you know, we're preparing for it. I mean, we, you know, we obviously don't have anybody in, in, uh, in our, our JV team that's, that's as good as him to prepare for. But I mean, you know, we're getting as best looks as we can. We've moved Simeon over there a little bit and let him play quarterback and let him run against our defense a little you know, it's nice enough that we have four linebackers that we can take Simeon out of the mix and let the other three linebackers work with our our first team and, and let Simeon and let Simeon be that that uh threat out of the backfield. So, you know, that's giving us a good look and we just gotta stay disciplined. I mean we we've talked about it all week and, you know, Drew's gonna keep him in, in the right spot. I think, you know, as long as we play hard and control our gaps and, and do what we've done in the past, you know, we got a shot to win this.
0: Oh, well, I think you definitely have a shot to win this. It's going to be a great game, and I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of eyes on this game around the state because this and there's a lot of other mashups that are big and pivotal. And uh, this is your fifth game, isn't it?
1: This is our fifth game. We're, we're four and zero, oh, yep. Four. You know, this is a team, Iowa Valley, the team. They're you know they came to our place last year, and you know we handled them pretty good and we had a lot of success against them. But two weeks later. New London went to their place after that great game we played against New London. We played New London to a 7-0 game, defensive struggle. And we went down and New London went down to their place a couple weeks later and I think they put up 50 on them. I mean, they are explosive. I mean, New London had a good defense last year and and they put up a ton of points on them. So, you know, we saw some things that we did last year defensively that that gave them trouble and but they, all those kids that were giving them trouble last year are gone. They were our front-line seniors. And, you know, our, our seniors this year have to step up and, and make some plays.
0: Well, who do they have in the running game and in the pass and the receivers that's going to uh, have you concerned?
1: Well, I mean, besides Kearney, they, they have a, a, um, a Keens kid, I think that they say his name, number 42. He's fast. Uh, I think he's got like a, an 11-400 uh, on, their, on their bound stats from track. He's a fast kid. He plays tailback. He plays their fullback form in the backfield. He lead blocks, but they'll give him the ball once in a while. Um, actually, he might. They got another kid on the outside, uh, a Kinsbraw. He uh, number eleven. He he's super fast too. Uh, they'll 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 run the ball to him a little bit, like throwing the ball deep to him. Uh, you know, we're gonna have to have to really be disciplined on on staying over the top as as much as they like to go deep with with number eleven. And you know, they'll put two out there and, and throw the ball to him deep. You know they really want to stretch the field vertically um you know it's sort of like you know the old Oakland Raiders with with um, oh Louise, I can't remember the guy's name the, the O just passed away a couple of day a couple of years ago uh, no, but it doesn't baby. matter they want to throw the ball deep they want to they want to make you cover the the deep ball and then they'll come underneath on you so you know they're balanced uh, you know you look at their stats they're super balanced they're running their passes is about 50 50 percent about as close as you can get um, it's it's going to be a, a, a all out team effort for us.
0: Well, it looks like to me their receivers are physical and they have good hands and they're very and and they uh, they can come down with the ball in traffic.
1: Yeah, they like the traffic ball. They they're they're going to put it up and they're going to fight for it. It's you know we like I said our D backs do a good job of, of being in coverage. Uh, you know we we've tackled well we got to continue to do what we've done in the past, but we just have to do a, a, a good job of making sure everybody gets covered and we, we try to stay in our position. You know, we don't want to be trailing. We want to be on top coming downhill and, and just doing good defensive back fundamentals.
0: Well, all season long, their offensive line has opened holes and kept their quarterback upright. Uh, do, do you uh, – what's your game plan to go up against their vaulted uh, offensive line?
1: Well, our game plan is is to use our, our front three that have been doing really well, uh, you know, Chase and Ty and, and Colton at our ends, will rotate those and keep them fresh and, and try to get as much pressure as we can with them and, and Jonathan and Cole and, and Jacob will rotate at the nose, the three of them, and keep them fresh and, and try to try to keep as much pressure on him as possible. I mean, you know, he throws the ball really well, but you don't want him running either. So it, he he's uh Kearney gives you a lot of a lot of trouble when you're preparing for this.
0: Well, uh, their defenses give up a lot of points. In fact, I think they scored 76 points and lost in a game. Uh, do you see any places where, I mean, you think they're susceptible to run or the pass you've been able to run and pass this year?
1: You know, we're not going to do anything different. I mean, I talked to a couple of clinics this, this, this winter. And unfortunately I gave probably too much stuff out the Southeast Warren, ran a lot of the same stuff we'd run. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty simple. I mean, it, everybody knows what we're going to do. We're just going to hopefully we can be more physical and execute better than you and, you know, put, your, put you in some binds. Uh, you know, Isaac and Simeon in the backfield, you know, we make some reads back there. And can Isaac read it and and put us in the right position? Uh, you know, E.V. gave us a lot of trouble, gave Isaac some, some issues with their end not um, – you know, I just, just want to say not making the read – as well as it could be and the read was right when you watched it on tape the real read was right but the kid was making a good play off of it and coming off and playing both and at that point isaac's got to read it differently and say okay we got to give and you know once we started doing that we we moved the ball pretty effectively um so it's just a matter of of just and well what we're doing i mean we're not putting anything in new we're just going to try to uh, attack them in the same way we have in the past and in the same way we've seen other teams do it and you know, hopefully we can have some success moving moving the line of scrimmage and, and being physical.
0: Well, Isaac Oswald has really uh, developed into an excellent quarterback. Uh, I think, uh, it, you know, he's going to lead you uh, offensively, you know, with his decisions and his passing ability and his rolling out, his gambling and his reading, uh, reading the, the defense. Uh, uh, I think that's a big plus for your team. What, what do you think of his season so far?
1: Oh, he's doing real well. Uh, you know, he's got a few more interceptions than last year, but I think that's because he's much more confident and that sounds weird, but he's willing to take a few more chances because he's confident in his ability and he's confident in his receivers. So he's going to, he's going to make some throws that that probably wouldn't have thrown last year. Last year, he probably would have pulled down and just ran it or, you know, took the sack or whatever. And this year he's being a little more confident, which I really like. I mean, I like the fact that he's willing to be a little more aggressive. I mean, not a big fan of the interceptions, but, I mean, they're, they're going to come. I mean, it's if we're throwing more, we're going to throw more picks. So, I mean, his touchdown-to-interception ratio is still really good. Uh, you know, he's making great decisions. He's completing over 60% of his passes, almost 70% of his passes on the year. Uh, you know, so we're not getting a lot of three and outs. Uh, we're, you know, we're, we're being able to move the ball even when we're throwing it. We're, we're moving the ball positively and, and keeping pressure on the defense, And and he's doing a real good job of it.
0: Well, let's talk about the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I saw that uh, you had a kid named Mason, I think, that plays wide receiver and some cornerback for you. And I think last year he led the state in interceptions. And I've seen he had an interception or two in that last game that you played. Uh, uh, How- How's he performing? And, and uh, let's, let's talk about the secondary and uh, what they can do to slow down this massive Iowa Valley offense.
1: Sure. Mason Miller was first team all state for us last year. He did. He led the the state with either nine or 10. I can't remember. I think it was nine interceptions he had last year and, and led all of eight man with interceptions. Uh, does a great job. Does a great job reacting to the ball. Um, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's our best cover corner. You know, he's going to be, he's going to be out on number 11. And, and if two goes out there, he'll probably be on him. I mean, we're, we're, we're counting on him to be in the right place. Uh, you know, sometimes his picks come from the backside. Uh, you know, EV was one in which they would run one guy out and not necessarily always run both receivers out. They'd leave him in for protection. And he did a great job of coming off once he saw that and, and be able to break on the ball and make a play. And, and he he's just uh, a natural at corner. Uh, you know, he plays some receiver for us and does a nice job there. I think Mason's biggest change this year over last year, he is so much more physical. Uh, you know, he spent a year in the weight room, a little bigger, a little stronger. Uh, really understands the game better Uh, has done a great job of of running some jet sweeps for us. He catches the ball when he does, he's physical with it. Uh, He's made some really nice tackles coming out of the backfield, coming downhill and and just being physical. Um, You know, that's, that's been a a huge advantage for him. You know, Reese Oswald and Odie Sheffinchuk are the other two corners that we play back there. Uh, Isaac gets a little time, but as a quarterback, we leave him as, as little as possible. Um, but Reese and Odie do a great job, too, uh, you know, just covering the skills. I've been really impressed with our cover. You know, when we went to this defense a couple of years ago, the question was, could we play man to man well enough on every one of the receivers, not just their best receiver? Do we have just one cover guy? Do we have three or four cover guys? And we do a really job. Of, they do a really good job of covering. Um, you know, we're in the right position. Once in a while, we're out. But, I mean, you know, Evie did a nice job of, of taking what we gave him and, and threw the ball short, but we came up and tackled. We had a couple of fourth-down stops on pass plays where they completed, but we stopped them before the chains and you know got the turnover. And, you know, our, our D-backs are doing a really nice job. I mean, you, you said it earlier, our defense is playing really, really well. But this will be by far the biggest challenge we've had this year. This is the, the, the best offense we've seen. I mean, Southeast Warren was a good offense, but they're not the same type of explosive offense that this is. And so it's going to take a little bit, uh, to work, but you know, I think we can stay in the game with them.
0: Well, I think one one of the things that impressed me about Waco this year is, uh, a lot of times, uh, your best player outmatches their best player or keeps up with their best player, but also your eighth best player is better than their eighth best player. You know, a lot of teams, maybe they have the best three, uh, players on the field, but, uh, the fifth, sixth, the seventh, and eighth players aren't the best or aren't better than the other team, and uh, it can lead to a, a pretty competitive team. But you guys are complete from top to bottom. Um, everybody's disciplined. Uh, the guys come off the bench. Your special teams has been uh, playing great. Maybe we should talk a little bit about that, special teams. Maybe that's going to make the difference in this game. How's how's the special teams performing?
1: It could. And I I'll agree with you, our depth is a key to us. I mean, we said that going into the season as coaches talk it- you know we have kids on the sideline right now that we're trying to find playing time for uh you know, and that doesn't you know that doesn't happen in eight man very often. I mean we have kids that we're trying to find ways to get out the field more just because they're good enough to be playing and they can help and contribute, but there's someone just a little bit better than them in front of them uh you know so our depth is really good, you're right, you know, in our special teams, you know our big thing is is not giving up uh easy possessions. we gave up a block punt to to Iowa Valley last year and you know it was it led to one of their scores and you know that's something we're we're working on this week you know we don't want to give that block pun up you know they will they onside and squib the ball some I and mean, we got to make sure that we have good ball possession on kickoff returns we don't want to you know give the ball back to them and, and get a momentum change um mm-hmm. You know, it's just uh, a matter of, I mean, all of our special teams, I mean, you know, Simeon kicks a lot for us, but Mason steps in and punts for us. Actually, Mason's averaging over 40 yards of punt. He's punted twice for us and is averaging over 40 yards a punt. Does a great job with our punt on that. So, you know, we have depth there. We have kickers with depth. We have two kids that can both get touchbacks. Obviously, Simeon does a good job of getting touchbacks almost always, but Colton Lichty had a kickoff for us the other day when Simeon wasn't hurt or wasn't playing and Colton was getting a couple touchbacks. Um, you know, our coverage team does a great job. We got a bunch of sophomores on our coverage team that don't get a lot of varsity times, but boy, they they, they went on the field and they just fly down the field and, and look to make tackles. You know, we put a couple of varsity kids in there with them, uh, Odie and, and Colton Lichte run down there and, and make a lot of tackles, but those JV kids are right there next to them looking to make tackles too. Um, you know, it, it's a fun environment and our seniors do a great job of, of making the, the practices uh, inviting You know, we're not talking about freshmen and sophomores dreading coming to practice because the seniors are going to beat up on them or the seniors are going to be this or whatever, you know, we we're, we're we try to have a practice session that is inviting for those kids and, and, you know, try to build them up. So in a couple of years, they're the guys making the plays instead of just the seniors this year.
0: Well, uh, we're running a little bit out of time, but uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. The last couple of weeks, admittedly you, you weren't going up against some kind of state power. You know, you you, you you had some weaker teams on the schedule. Were you able to get some of the young players in and get them some playing time and get them some experience that they might, that might help you down the line?
1: We did. And you know, not our, our JV, not so much just because our JV has games on Mondays and they get their own stuff. But you know, we have 12 seniors out while well, Brian Ackerman's hurt. So we got 11 that actually dress and play. And we got, um, another seven uh juniors so that gives us 18 juniors and seniors and we're only playing eight at a time so i mean we did a lot of a lot of subbing you know we got a lot of those upperclassmen that don't get jv time time in the second half you know i thought we uh we showed a a lot where you know we're just building depth uh you know those two games are really good for depth you know we go to we go to practice we run plays and we don't have kids that are that don't know what they're doing because they're getting enough reps to, to understand the scheme and, and know where to be, you know, they, they might not be as good as blocker as, as Drew and chase and, and Cole in our front line to start with, but they know where to go and they know what they're doing and they keep working at getting better. And, you know, it just keeps, you know, adding to that depth. So, you know, this week, I don't know how much depth we're going to use. I mean, hopefully we got them there if we need them, but I mean, Iowa Valley is going to crush us the entire game. It won't be a, it won't be a two quarter game this week.
0: Well, we only got a couple minutes left, but uh, you got a player that I have a special fondness for. His name is Colton Lichty, and uh, what I like about him is, by God, he reminds me of me. he He's the kind of player I was. He's the kind of hitter I was. He's the the kind of instincts that I had when I played. I really enjoy. Uh, give me a 30 seconds on Colton Lichty.
1: Well, Colton's a jack of all trades for us. Uh, he can play and he can play linebacker for us. He does both. He is always in the right spot. Whenever there is a fumble on the ground, he, somehow he is right next to it recovering it. He uh, he holds our eight man record for fumbles recovered reco- in a season and in a game. Um, the only reason he doesn't hold our entire program record for that is, is Robert Auken had four fumble recoveries in a game. I don't know if I'll ever be broke. I mean, I've never heard of a person getting four fumble recoveries in a game before. Uh, but if someone's gonna break it, it's gonna be Colton because he always seems to be around the ball. He he doesn't always do things the way we want him to do it, right? Sometimes his technique is not exactly right, but he always seems to make a play. And, you know, we tell him you can do some of that stuff, but if you don't make a play, you're gonna hear about it. And and you're not gonna be you know, you won't be doing it a second time. Um, you know, we put him at we put him at linebacker and he plays linebacker and he always seems to be in the right spot for an interception. I mean, he has he's by far a turnovers leader. Yeah, you know the offensive side of the ball. He start. He's our tight. He's a backup tight end for us. And when when Brian hurt his knee and, and wasn't able to play the rest of the year, we we moved him into guard. He's a backup guard behind Drew Deers for us now. So uh, you know, I feel very confident if if Drew needs a break that we can get Colton in there. He does a great job with well, it. Well, Coach, I got
0: a break in. Uh, I could talk to you all day long, but we got ten seconds left.
1: Uh, okay. Well, sorry.
0: A year about a year and a quarter ago. We uh, you were the first guest on. We had 300 listeners, and now we're almost at 10,000. Thanks for being with us.